and welcome to another episode of A Free Soul Writes Freely. I'm Ritzel Rebello, your host for this podcast. This is your podcast if you are seeking to understand more about English literature. It is said that two monologues make a dialogue. But to build up on a monologue or a dialogue, language is used as a primary and most important tool. In this episode, we shall see the nature of language, that is, we shall study the origin of language. Now, language is something that we use on a daily basis to communicate. Maybe we use it to communicate ideas, emotions, desires, etc. And right now, you can make sense of what I am speaking because you understand the language I am speaking. There are several people in this vast, diverse world speaking various languages, as you all know. But the question that remains here is how did these languages even come into play? Well, there are a number of researches done to find out or trace the origin of language. And research suggests that early humans had already developed the musical ability before they could speak a language. However, the origin of language still remains a speculation. Now, while there are a number of theories about how language originated, some individuals approach to the divine source of language. Now, as the name itself suggests, divine, that is, this source, gives more of a religious or a divine view on the origin of language. Adam was the first human to be created in Christianity. And it is said that whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name of of that creature thereof. In Hinduism, it is seen that Saraswati, the wife of Brahma, is known to bring about language to humanity. However, a few experiments have been conducted. And these experiments suggest that human infants automatically begin speaking a God-given language if they are allowed to grow up without hearing any language around them. So this is what the divine source of language has to say about the origin of language. Now there are many more theories about the origin of language and another source of language that interests me is the natural sound source of language. According to the natural sound source theory, humans imitated animal sounds of the surrounding in order to refer to an animal. Now this means that if an individual heard the sound of a dog barking, they would imitate that sound that is bow bow to tell a fellow mate that there is a dog or to point out to the animal present. This is also known as the bow bow theory. Then, in as a part of the natural source theory, we also have the poo poo theory, which says that speech developed from the sounds that people made or make during an emotional circumstance. Now, for example, in pain, one would exclaim, ah! Other such sounds include, ouch, oh, phew, wow or yuck so this is the sound these are the sounds that a person makes during while facing an emotional circumstance this is also known as the poo poo theory 
now then comes the social interaction theory as the name itself suggests here this this theory or this source gives more of a social interaction that is interacting with people view on the origin of language this uh, this theory is another theory involving natural sounds only also known as the yohiho theory this theory emphasizes on social interaction as i said of humans as the name itself suggests it is believed that the sounds of a person evolve, involved in physical effort could be the source of language social groups living and working together producing sounds such as grunts or groans have given rise to the, to a language now the physical adaptation source of language is another source of language and according to this source of language the upright position of the human body helps in breathing without depending on the walking rhythm whereas in four-legged animals breathing is synchronized with walking 90% of speech in humans is considered as exhalation and 10% is considered as quick in breath as a fact now the upright position of the human teeth are helpful for making sounds such as f and v try it try it out for yourself the flexibility of the lips help in making sounds such as p b m you can try it out for yourself the shorter thicker and more muscular tongue in humans help in making a wide variety of sounds now the larynx or the voice box in humans is positioned lower than in other primates which creates a longer cavity called the pharynx now this pharynx acts as a resonator for increased range and clarity of sound in humans then we have the tool making source of language that is the adaptation of hands for tool making enabled manual gestures so these gestures are believed to be a precursor to language now the ability of making tool making tools is considered as an evidence for the brain at work and according to a study the brain activity for tool making with stones is similar to that that used for thinking of words or to be used in language for speaking then we have the genetic source of language this depends on the genes for example uh, or we could say that humans or babies are compared to chimpanzees this is because at birth the brain is only a quarter of its actual weight and the larynx of a baby is much higher in the throat which helps to breathe and drink at the same time just as chimpanzees as the brain develops the larynx shifts and descends allowing the baby to move walk talk and have an upright posture now these developments and the complexity of a child's language along with other physical adaptations have given rise to the genetic source of language it is seen that uh, as if humans are 
actually born with an inborn tendency to know to know a language even you know even children who are deaf or cannot hear are able to pick up a sign language which serves as an evidence of the genetic source of language that is humans are born with an inborn tendency to know a language well that is all for now thank you for listening throughout i'll see you in a bit in my next episode stay tuned language is something that shapes the way we think and determines what we can think about hello and welcome back to another episode of a free soul rights freely in this episode we shall see what makes a language unique by examining the characteristics of human language let us look at the first characteristic of human language that is productivity humans are continuously creating new expressions of language to describe new objects and situations by manipulating the linguistic resources now this property is described as productivity whatever we speak or create is productivity speaking itself is productivity we are able to talk about as humans we are able to talk about topics that are displaced we can talk about the things that may be present or not or talk about anything in the past present or future because speaking itself is productivity and humans are productive the next characteristic of human language is cultural transmissions or cultural transmission now in animals we see that animals transmit their cries through heredity that is an animal's cry will be the same as its offspring whereas for humans language uh, can be culturally transmitted that is it cannot be transmitted through heredity because what language the baby is going to speak is determined by the culture the baby is born into which is totally different in animals The next characteristic is displacement. Human language can refer to the past and future times. We can we can also refer to the things and events that are not present or intangible or non-existent or invisible events. Now for example, we can speak about the moon, the stars, the dragons, math equations, heaven and hell, etc. and this quality of speaking about the things that are not present or the past the future is called displacement the next characteristic is arbitrariness now the forms of linguistic signs bear no logical or intrinsic or natural relationship to them to their meaning that is the connection is quite arbitrary for example there is nothing in the word bird that connects it to the concept of bird right now this aspect of the relationship between words and objects is described as arbitrariness for for the majority of animal signals there does appear to be a clear connection between the conveyed message and the signal used to convey it while in human language it is totally different 
just just as i told you about the example bird the word bird does not at all connect to the concept of a bird then we see duality human language is organized at two levels okay it is organized at two le- at two levels simultaneously now for example at speech production we have a physical level at which we can produce individual sounds like n b and i in a particular combination such as bin or we have another level of producing a sound using the same letters that is but we use a different combination or the meaning of the word will be different that is the combination could be nib by using the same letters that is n b i we can produce one level of a sound that is bin or we can reverse the word and say nib in animals there is only one level of sound but humans can produce sound by using the same letter combination but they can produce a vari- they can produce two different sounds so this quality is called duality that animals lack with this we come to an end, end of this episode i hope this episode has helped you with something or anything that you were looking for thank you for listening throughout adios amigos this is richard rebello your host for this podcast signing off